being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We carry on through our day as if everything is just fine. But for many of us, it's merely a mask covering up all the emotion simmering just under the surface. Welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership with Shamin Sadiq. In this program, you'll hear from others who face the same adversities in life as the rest of us. But these individuals have redirected their energies to creating extraordinary ideas and concepts. Find out what they are and what's behind the motive. Now, here is your host, Shamin Sadiq. Hello and welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shamin Sadiq, and you're listening to me today on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I am so happy to be back with you again. I had uh, pre-recorded a couple of shows that I've played for you recently, as well I was away last time. And uh, so I replayed an old show, and the reason that I had to do that was that my grandmother had passed away. I talked about her uh, often on the show, and she passed away, uh, wow, just over two weeks ago now, on a Thursday evening. And uh, it might be hard to hear that, um, to hear someone actually talking about the fact that someone who they loved has gone, has, has died and, and passed away and moved on to whatever chapter is next. But um, it's something I actually wanted to delve right into. Uh, not so much about death, but more about what it is to include everything. And so that is the topic for today. And I wrote what I thought was a pretty good episode description, and I thought I would just read from that today. I don't usually do this, but I, I love what I wrote, and I want to share it with you. So this is what I was thinking about when I was thinking about the show for today and including everything. I used to think the best thing I could do was wear my strongest face, put my best foot forward, and present with the most shiny, positive, and sunny version of myself. In recent years, I'm learning that pretending everything is just fine isn't a particularly useful strategy, especially when everything isn't just fine. (laughs) What if it was okay to include everything and be present with it all? In the past few weeks, life has tested this hypothesis in my world big time. And so what I want to talk about today is what it is like to include everything, the joy, the sadness, the pain, the sorrow, the elation of accomplishment, the defeat of helplessness, and the satisfaction of success. And so as we begin our time together, I want you to imagine what would be possible for you if you could accept and include it all. And I thought the best way to begin would be to spend a few minutes just together, hanging out, being together, meditating, 
breathing, bringing our awareness to our breath, and then launching into the topic, just quieting ourselves down a little bit before we begin. And so I, I've set an intention, actually, to try to meditate with you on each show. I've received some feedback from some of you who say you really like it and find it very beneficial. And, um, and though it's challenging to meditate on the radio, I, I think we're doing okay. So I'm setting my timer for five minutes, and uh, let's give it a try and see what we can do together for five minutes here. So just bringing yourself um, into a comfortable seated position. Uh, if you're sitting in a chair as I am, then try putting your feet flat on the floor, like don't cross your ankles or cross your legs. Just uncross everything, uncross your arms, and let your palms rest on the tops of your thighs and let your feet come into contact with the floor. Maybe you'll be brave and take your shoes off, uh, depending on where you are. I'm at home, so I can do that here. And it's a little bit warmer in Toronto today, so I'm even able to sit here with no socks. And with your spine in a dignified and up, upright position, but, but not too rigid, just gently close your eyes if you feel comfortable with that. And begin to breathe in your regular breath. Don't need to do anything special. You don't need to try and breathe any more deeply than you normally do. Just bring your awareness to your breath. And perhaps you're breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth as I am just sitting with nothing else to do but attend to your breath notice that you are breathing in notice when you breathe out good and we'll just sit here for another few minutes together just keeping our attention on the breath. And if you notice that your attention has wandered off onto some other topic or onto something that has distracted you, that's all right. Just smile gently at yourself and come on back to your breath. Breathing in and breathing out. Perhaps on the in-breath you might say, I am enough just as I am. And on the out-breath you might say, may it be so. And breathing in, I am enough just as I am. And as you exhale, may it be so. Bringing your feet into contact with the floor, resting your hands easily in your lap, and continuing to bring your awareness to your breath over and over again. Breathing in, I am enough, just as I am. And exhaling, may it be so. And again, breathing in, I am enough just as I am. And exhaling, may it be so. Good. And continuing to sit together 
for another minute and a half or so, just attending to your breath. Breathing in, I am enough, just as I am. And breathing out, may it be so. And if it feels funny to repeat those words or think those thoughts, that's okay. We're just experimenting here anyway. What would be possible if you knew that you were enough just as you are? May it be so. And breathing in and out at your own pace, relishing a few moments of peacefulness, of quiet, of meditation. Just a time to pause in a very busy life and busy day pause and be with yourself and your breath. Nothing else to do, nothing to fix, nothing to run away from. Just sitting easily, smiling at yourself. Good. And now we will bring this part of our time together to a close. So just Wiggle your fingers and toes. Bring yourself back into the present moment with gratitude to you for being willing to spend five minutes sitting and breathing, even while you're listening to a radio show. How cool is that? And when you feel ready, gently open your eyes and we'll continue our conversation. Now, if you'd like to join me for this conversation about including everything, please feel free to call us at 1-888-346-9141. Kevin is standing by to answer your call and, and let you join the conversation if you feel so inclined. So, I was talking about including everything and, and things that have happened with me recently, and I wanted to begin sharing my story with you by sharing a poem. It's a piece by Rumi. Many of you may be familiar with it. It's called The Guest House, and it really speaks to this notion of including everything. So let's hear from Rumi first, and then you can hear from me. The Guest House. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival. A joy, a depression, a meanness, Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all. Even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, still treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes, because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. And so what Rumi speaks to is what I've been living. What is it to include everything, to allow even the things that are unmentionable or unspeakable to uh, come in, to become part of the conversation or part of your work or part of your family? 
as opposed to trying to defend against them or make them go away or ignore them. Often we stick our heads in the sand hoping that if we just don't pay any attention to something, it will go away. And while there are times when those are useful strategies, what I learned as I entered into the days approaching my grandmother's death was that that wasn't going to serve me. None of those strategies were going to be particularly useful to me. They may have been useful at other times or in other contexts, but in this situation, what I needed to do was open myself to include everything that was happening. Now, what I want you to know is I did not go into this by myself. And so I must begin by expressing my gratitude. My gratitude to all of the people in my life who were accompanying me, holding space for me, and supporting me, and my grandma, and my whole family during this difficult time. Uh, And I have to even name some of them, because I think another important practice is to express gratitude and to do so often. So let me start with those who are closest to me, my children, the man in my life, his daughter, all of them so supportive and loving through this time. You know, it's hard to get um, young adults, well, teenagers and preteens to want to go and spend time at the hospital. It's boring. It's There's nothing to do there. There's just a bunch of sick people around. And my kids were willing to join me every time I asked them, especially in the, the two or three weeks that preceded grandma's passing. They would come with me right after school. They were willing to sacrifice an evening of playing with friends or playing on their electronics to to come and visit her with me. And she always wanted to give them something when we got there. She'd root around in her purse for some money so that they could go and buy something to eat or drink. So they they grew to enjoy that uh, expectation and I think she enjoyed the giving. So it was mutually beneficial. I'd like to express my gratitude to my family, my mother, uh, and my stepfather, especially because they were rocks for my grandmother. They were by her side every day, every day from the beginning of January when things started to uh, go downhill. They um, They were present, they were there, they were attentive, and they really gave all of their energy and time to my grandmother. And I also want to express gratitude to the rest of my family, my dad and my stepmother, my brother, uh, my cousins, uh, aunts, uncles. Oh my goodness, if I start naming everybody, I'm going to forget someone for sure. So if you're part of my family, know that this part of my gratitude um, expression is for you. So many people were there. So many people visited my grandmother. She used to tell me when I was visiting her that um, so-and-so came today and -and so-and-so came today. And she'd start rhyming off all the people who had come in the last couple of days. And she said, see how many people love me? See how lucky I am? And I just thought those were the, the best conversations ever. I want to express gratitude to the people at the hospital, um, Sunnybrook Hospital here in Toronto, in the palliative care unit, who were so caring, so loving, and so willing to talk with us about what was happening and what was was going to happen. It was very difficult for us to face the the reality that her life was coming to an end. And the people who worked at this um, in this particular unit were just fabulous. And I want to say something else about them before I move on, which is I think that they're very well trained. Um, I noticed that whenever somebody in this unit was speaking with us, they would turn and f- 
and face us. In other words, what I thought they were doing was opening their hearts to our hearts. They would adjust their body position. And I noticed this because I, I guess I pay attention to things like this, but they would actually turn and shift until when they were talking to whomever they were speaking to, their heart was facing that person's heart. And it just, um, it made me feel so cared for there. I want to thank my colleagues. I have a global community of colleagues who I am so grateful for. Um, Many of you knew what was happening with me during those days, and some of you didn't. Um, And then when you heard later, offered your support and love. And I want you to know that I could feel that that loving support um, every, every moment. As well, I was teaching a class when this happened, and I had a class of 17 people in my Leadership Circle Profile Certification that week. All of you were such angels. They were so willing, and I'm going to delve more into the story of of what happened with me in that class when we come back from the break. But thank you to all of you. To my colleague, Mike, who showed up partway through and took over from me so that I could go and be with my family on the last day of grandma's life. Uh, thank you so much to my my friends uh, and associates um, in my own business, Anjali Leadership, and as well in the Full Circle group that I'm a part of. Thank you to you and to all of you who listen to the show. I found out recently that there are quite a few of you who listen to the show, and I was very surprised at the number of people who who are tuning in week after week, and thank you for holding space. Uh, we may not ever be known to each other personally, but I feel your presence, and I feel your support, and I appreciate it um, more than you can ever imagine. Oh, I'm sure there are others for whom I'm supposed to express some gratitude, but right now I'm so filled with love and, and a feeling of appreciation that it's hard to to put names or groups to the rest of you. So if you are in any of my circles, no matter how close or how uh, far removed from me you are, I want you to know that I appreciate your, your presence in my life. Just... Um, such a blessing to be part of such a wonderful community. So we're about to go to a break. I think I've introduced the topic. I've set the stage. And when we come back from the break, I'll tell you more about what it was like really live and in the moment on the ground, trying to balance being a mom, being a leader, being a teacher, and being present as a loved one passed away. So uh, we'll be right back on the other side of this break. And I'll talk to you more about it then. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. to stories from the heart of leadership if you have a question or comment or just want to find out more about our program please send Shamine an email her email address is Shamine at AnjaliLeadership.com that's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I Leadership.com now back to stories from the heart of leadership Welcome back. This is Shamin Sadik, and this is Stories from the Heart of Leadership. And today you're hearing my story about including everything. And in the spirit of including everything, I realized over the break there were two other groups that I want to thank. One is uh, my team at Voice America. I just um, am loving being in relationship with Voice America and having such a great time with the show and watch for some some enhancements, some updates, some uh, refresh of the show coming up uh, very, very soon in the coming weeks. And happy to be in partnership as we engage in the growth and evolution of stories from the heart of leadership. And as well, my, co- my clients. I forgot to thank my clients. Oh my gosh. I have so many clients who um, were also holding space for me and my family as we were living through those final days with grandma and um, I just appreciate your understanding your support your willingness to uh, change your call to another day because I needed to free up my time and space to be present with my family so I appreciate you as well Uh, and then the most important person here to thank is my grandma she was a phenomenal human being she was a very Uh, inspirational model for me for what it is to be a modern woman actually now today happens to be her 92nd birthday just as it turns out (laughs) that's uh, what today is and so um, she was born at a time in history when it was not normal to do some of the things that she did what did she do she became a teacher Uh, that was probably normal but um, what you don't know is that she lived in India and what she uh, she was married and she had two children and um, she was born right before India and Pakistan partitioned into two countries and part of her family was in one country and part of her family was in the other country and she decided that the country she was in would not have as good an education system for her children as the other country did so she left and she she moved her kids to the other country and uh, arranged for them to go to school there. She brought them up as a single mother. I don't think that was normal at that time in history or in that part of the world. And, and so I am uh, very, very happy to um, be 
inspired by someone who could do things like that. And as I find myself uh, a single parent with two children navigating, not alone, not alone. Their dad is very much part of the scene. But I, I feel I'm um, the product of some very strong women. And I'm very honored to be uh, the granddaughter of someone who was so strong and empowered and visionary and purposeful. So thank you to Grandma for providing that inspiration and modeling and leadership to me. So I wanted to tell you the story of what happened. Um, Not, again, to focus on what happened, but to focus on what it is to include everything. So at the beginning of that week, it looked like things were, were getting worse. And it's hard to tell, you know, when somebody's that old and at the end of their life, it's hard to know when the final moments will be. But it appeared that we were on a, a decline, that she was on a decline. And at the beginning of that week, I had spent um, many, many days every day there visiting, as many days as I could, um, and uh, watching. And then Wednesday arrived, and I was supposed to be teaching Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. As I said earlier, I had a class of 17 students with uh, uh, entrusting me with their um, certification in the leadership circle. And I decided on the first day that what I needed to do was to be transparent. So now, if you know me well, you'll know that that's not really a big stretch. I'm fairly transparent. Uh, If you've listened to this show more than once, then you know that that's true. And I don't have a lot to hide. But I was wondering, how is it going to be in these three days? Um, uh, What if she passes away while I'm in the middle of teaching these three days? How will it work? What will happen? Uh, Will the class continue? Will I have to leave? Well, you know, I had no idea how this was going to play out. But I decided at the beginning of the first day that the best thing I could do was tell the truth. And so I did. And so I told them what was going on with me when we we gathered in the morning in a circle and I asked everybody to check in and and talk about who they were and why they were there. My check-in included, this is what's present with me in my life right now. And I think that that um, had uh, many effects. One is it was very freeing for me to be able to say that because then I didn't have to try and pretend anything otherwise. I could check my voicemail during the breaks. I could um, experience whatever feelings I was experiencing about what was happening in my family life through the day. And they didn't have to really have a grip on me. Have you ever tried to pretend that something isn't wrong when there is something wrong? Have you ever tried to go to a meeting and, and you're worried sick about something that's happening at home or, or elsewhere at work um, and you try and act like everything's okay? It takes a lot of energy to do that. And so what I noticed was that I felt very free. I didn't have energy tied up in, in wasting my time on trying to project some image that wasn't the reality. That's, that's the first thing I noticed. The second thing I noticed was that it gave other people permission to be all of who they were as well. And so some people are not comfortable talking about death. Some people in the class had recently lost loved ones themselves and were still processing their grief around that. Uh, others, um, you know, I, I, I'm not sure what everybody was thinking, but it gave permission for everybody to feel whatever they were feeling, to be themselves, to bring all of what they had going on in their lives into the conversation. Now, I think that sometimes in corporate settings, we're afraid, tell me if this is true or not, but we're afraid that if we bring 
our personal stuff to work, we'll not get any work done and we'll kind of fall into like drowning in our um, the, the, the seas of our life, whether they are the good things or the bad things. And while I'm willing to accept that that could happen, that people could get so wrapped up in their own lives that they um, don't do any work or don't um, serve the purpose that they're there to serve, I would say in the grander scheme of things, it's probably better for leadership for our leadership, and I mean small L leadership, I don't mean you have to be the CEO to be a leader. I think it's better to allow these things to be included. So even if it does take someone off track for a, a day or two, um, the the free the the benefit of being able to be all of who you are at any given moment far outweighs the lost productivity for one day. So, um, anyway, it allowed everybody to be who they were. As the class went on, we, we, we were able, because, again, because I was transparent, I didn't then have to wallow in what was happening. I didn't have to be consumed by it. I, it was there, it was present, and then I put it sort of on the table so it was still, still there beside me while I got on with doing the, the task at hand, which was to teach. Um, but we were able to bring into the teaching all of our life experience, and that's another benefit of this, is that nobody had to limit themselves to only the things that were going to make them sound good or only the things that were the wins. We were able to bring, um, as Rumi says, uh, the sorrows, the shame, the malice, the dark thoughts, all of that became part of our conversation, which if you're in the realm of leadership, um, uh, you might know is very rich. It's very rich to talk about what's um, difficult and challenging as well as what's great and what's happening. So the class went on and at the end of the first day I left uh, and went immediately to the hospital where I stayed until later in the evening. And then I went home, went to bed and when I got up the next morning, I got to work to, to the class and people were asking me, you know, how's your grandma, how's your grandma? And in the middle of all of that, when we were sort of arriving and settling, I got a phone call from my stepfather saying the hospital has called and said that today is her last day, that she's unconscious and if you want to see her um, before she goes, you have to come today. So I started thinking. So first thought was, first thing that happened was I got this like, this um, bursting kind of sensation in my chest and I felt this sort of sinking feeling like, oh God, you know, we're here, we're at this day that I haven't really wanted to face, but here it is. The second thing I said was, okay, this is present, this is the reality, what will I do with this? The third thing I said was, oh, Mike is here, he's going to come tomorrow and present some some parts of the course tomorrow, maybe I could ask him to come today and do his parts today. My fourth thought was, what could I give him to do that isn't what he would do, but what substitutions could I make? So I started to become very, what I would call creative in that moment. Um, there's one part of the course that I usually teach that I ended up finding a webinar that we had done that we that Mike could show to the class instead. And of course, um, this all wouldn't have happened if he hadn't been willing and able to jump in, which he was. And I'm uh, immensely uh, appreciative of his willingness to just jump in. I don't know what else he had on the agenda that day, but when I told him, I sent him an email or a text message and told him what was happening, he, he immediately jumped in. So I began the day, the formal part of our second day together, um, again, 
with the decision to be transparent. And when I say that I decided to be transparent, I, I just have to be honest with you. I couldn't have been anything but. There's nothing I could have been other than who I was in that moment. And so I shared with the class that, um, that this was the news and that I had asked my colleague to come and replace me at lunchtime and that I would be fully present with them until lunchtime and then I was going to go and be with my family and that I'd be back on the Friday morning. So that's what we did. I'll just stop here for a moment and say that... Um, uh, if you would like to call in and join the conversation, please do so at one 346 9141 I also want to say that um, it's a great privilege to share this story with you. Uh, I notice I'm, I'm talking about it rather quickly. I, I'm not quite sure why, but I feel a little bit embarrassed to share it because I could be sharing it with thousands of people, and yet... I feel it's really important to share this story, not because I'm so great, but because I got to see that morning what is possible when you include everything. What was possible was a group of 17 people who mostly didn't know each other until the day before. Some people knew each other. It's a small world, but not, not everybody. We'd never been together in that particular configuration before. Was now in a deeper conversation about life about leadership, about themselves, about the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the beautiful, and everything in between. And what normally takes an hour in the morning of the second day of this training was now a two-hour deep, deeper dive into what it is to be human. And the quality and depth of that conversation was... And you have to know this, I get to sit in some pretty deep circles. <laughs> I get to be with people in a very deep way because of the nature of the way I work with people and the nature of the, the colleagues and the clients that I seem to have attracted into my life. This was of a quality and depth that I have never experienced. Um, it was profound. It was transformative. And I am still harvesting the riches of that time. I cannot sit here and tell you that I know all of why that happened or the benefits of it or the outcomes of it. And in fact, we'd need those 17 people to check in maybe in a few months and say what benefit it was for them. That would be the ultimate testimonial here about the the power of including everything. So I'm just giving you a little highlight of it, a little sliver uh, or a glimmer into what I think including everything has to offer. The um, amount of self-awareness, the level of self-awareness goes beyond just, you know, work-life balance and composure and, and you know, sort of uh, maintaining center. There was a kind of a meta self-awareness that this conversation invited us into where we were able to reflect on um, the death of, of loved ones, you know, that was very present. The ways in which we humans get in our own way and make things harder for ourselves was another thing that we talked about. Um, and I'm not even doing justice to the conversation when I share this with you because it's so much deeper than that. And also the death in ourselves of the old ways. Inviting the conversation about death, death allowed us to access dying parts of ourself. And 
I'm not sure if you if you know what I'm talking about, but there are old ways of being, old ways of looking at things, think ways of looking at things and ways of behaving and being that many of us have cultivated over years of our lives that have come from very young ages, very early experiences, and have shaped us and been gifts to us to bring us to the point that we're at. But we're now fa- finding that those ways of being are not as useful today as they were before. And so the, transforma- the transformation and the transformative nature of this conversation was that we were able to look at the parts of ourselves that are dying, that are um, leaving us and being replaced by something new. So there was just um, a beautiful power in that. And I think it's easier when you include and accept everything to talk about those things because you don't have to be ashamed that an old strategy that you used to get you, you know, from where you were to where you are now, um, you don't have to be ashamed of that when you realize, oh, it's not going to work so well today. It's like, hey, it's great. You know, I used that. It worked really well. It was awesome. I, I'm thankful for it. And, and now what? What will I use now? What tools will I employ or what strategy will I employ or what story will I tell myself today that will be more useful than the one that got me here? And so we spoke about death from that perspective as well. But the most important thing about all of this was how strong the sense of safety was in that group. And I think that is another benefit that I'm realizing from being accepting and including of everything is that when you can do that, if you as the leader can accept and include everything, all your experiences, all your fears, all your concerns, and everything that's happening in your life, when you can include and accept that or accept and include it, you create a sense of safety for others because they know it's okay to bring what they've got as well. And that probably, in this moment, is the richest thing I can share about that time with you. So, we're going to be heading into a break in a moment, but I thought I'd pause there and and save the, the rest of whatever this story is that I'm sharing with you for after the second break. So before we go to break, let me acknowledge my sponsors. I thanked all sorts of people, and I want to thank my sponsors as well. Jim Anderson and Dan Holden, uh, two extraordinary men, uh, colleagues, uh, human beings, um, beloved ones in my life. Thank you, both of you, for your love and support. You can find Jim at fit2lead.com and Dan at danielholdenassociates.com. So go check them out if you feel inclined. And then I want you to check me out too. Um, I know that I've got enormous numbers of listeners. Uh, I can't believe this, but I heard that I had 53,000 listeners in January. Uh, 53,000 people listened live to my show in January over the, the four weeks or so of of the show. Um, who are you and why are you listening and what is resonating with you? Please share with me what that is. You can find me on my website at anjaliLeadership.com. That's A-N-J-A-L-I, leadership.com. Send me an email and let me know um, what you love about the show and, and what you want more of and why you're listening. I just am fascinated to know what it is that has you um, returning to the show week after week. So with that, I'll take a break. And when we come back, I'll finish my story of including everything. 
Thanks so much. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. Her email address is shameen at anjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I Leadership.com. Now, back to stories from the heart of leadership. Welcome back. This is Shameen Sadik, and this is Stories from the Heart of Leadership. And I've been thinking over the break about how is it that I want to finish this chapter of my story, the story about including everything. And I think what I'd like to tell you about is two things. Um, one, I want to talk about that evening when my grandma passed away. And second, I want to talk about what I've noticed since then. So I left the class that I was teaching at lunchtime. And I mean, talk about being blessed. Everybody hugged me and sent me off with, with so many good wishes and, and, and love. Now, just put yourself in their shoes for a moment. They paid um, a hefty sum of money to come and be certified in an instrument, uh, an assessment instrument. The teacher has now um, had to reorganize the schedule and rejig things, so they're not having a typical experience of this um, certification. She's leaving for the afternoon, and you would think that, I mean, conventional thought would be they'd be pretty upset. They'd be pretty annoyed, right? They paid all this money. Now she's going. It's all mixed up, and we're not going to get you know the same quality that we would would have if she had stayed and all this kind of stuff. 
nobody said anything like that. And if anybody felt that, they certainly didn't show it to me. And I would hearken to say that nobody even felt that way. Um, although if they did, then I accept that too. I can accept and include that as well. What I felt was love, support, holding of space, um, and just uh, incredible um, sense of being able to to lean on these folks, lean into their love and support. I left the hotel, and I have to say this too, if you live in Toronto and you're looking for a place to host your, your um, events, the Cambridge Suites on Richmond Street is my favorite place to host events. And I'll tell you why, because there's a um, staff person there who is out of this world, the best staff person at a hotel that I have ever experienced. He comes in and out of the room, you don't even, um, he doesn't, he knows when to come in and when not to come in. And when he comes in, everything is just sort of seamless and flawless and it's all there. Everything is as I expect it to be, when I expect it to be there. When I turn around and it's lunchtime, there's the lunch. Anyway, just fabulous service. So um, this gentleman um, who works at the hotel, I hesitate to say his name because I didn't ask him if it was okay for me to say his name. So I, I will not say his name now, but I'll tell you later if he lets me. Um, uh, he sent me off with some lunch. He said, oh, you're, he, he knew what was going on too because I shared it with him that morning. And he said, well, let me put your lunch in a to-go container then. And he gave me a huge amount of gluten-free pasta that he had made himself with a nice tomato sauce and some vegetables and sent me on my way. So I basically felt like I was being sent off with love. I arrived at the hospital. My Most of my family was there. Uh, the man in my life showed up later. My kids were not with me, but I actually feel that that was probably the best um, arrangement for that day. And we took turns sitting by my grandma's bedside. She was not conscious, and we were, uh, but we continued to speak with her. And um, uh, hats off to my sister, who was very courageous and brave and kept the conversation going, um, even when some of us would sort of lapse into our own sorrow, uh, because we knew what was, what was ahead. She kept talking with my grandma, and you could see my grandma's eyes moving a little bit, her eyebrows going up and down as my sister was talking with her. So um, I was blessed to be with her when she left us. Um, my mom, my sister, and I were together in the room with grandma, and we were ready, we were uh, grounded, and we were able to experience her passing with peace. It was um, not dramatic and frightening for us. And I credit that to the work that we did together and individually to prepare ourselves for the reality that grandma's life was soon going to end. And it was one of the most blessed, um, profound, beautiful moments of my whole life so far to be present at that moment such a gift, such a blessing, and so peaceful for the three of us, and I can only hope and pray that it was the same for my grandma. Afterwards, the entire family assembled around her bed, and the um, um, priest, or I've forgotten the name, pastor, or I've forgotten what the person is called, but the religious person who comes to to say something at the end arrived, and 
we, we said some prayers and, you know, we were people from, in my family, we have people from all different religions. We have Christians, we have uh, Protestants, we have Catholics, we have um, uh, uh, Jewish people in my family, we have uh, Muslim people in my family. And so we were, and maybe other religions that I'm not even aware of in my family as well. We were all present and we all said our, our prayers um, out loud or silently to ourselves in our own way and wished her well on her journey into whatever is next for her. And then I returned to teach the class the next day. And I thought, how am I, I had never in a million years thought that I would be able to do that, but I was. And you know what? When I arrived the next morning, nobody needed to resist anything. That's what including it allowed for. We wept um, each person, almost every person in the class came and hugged me in the morning when they walked in. Um, I cried. I told them how much I appreciated their love and support. I could, I shared with them what it was like, you know, from that moment um, to share whatever was present with me in that moment was what I did. And I said to myself, it's okay. It's okay to be who I am and where I am. It's okay. I don't have to pretend it's not present. I don't have to hide from it. I don't have to be embarrassed or ashamed or afraid. It's okay to just be where I am. Wherever you are is called here. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. That's a line from David Wagner's poem called Lost. Wherever you are is called here and you must treat it as a powerful stranger. So it's okay to just be who you are and where you are. This is what I'm learning. And it was incredible the amount of peace that I felt in just being myself at that moment was, um, was amazing. So uh, taught the third day and towards the end of the day, the way I realized my energy was petering out. And so I said, I'm done. And I was at a point where it was fine to finish. We had done enough. I had trusted that what we had learned together over those three days was enough. I trusted that each person in the class is enough. As we were saying in our meditation earlier today, I am enough just as I am. Well, by translation, you are enough just as you are. And it is enough just as it is. Whatever we've covered here in these days together is enough, and I trust that it is. And so I could have done one more of something and or two more of something, and I said, no, I'm finished, and that's it. So we, we completed our time together and, um, and moved on into our own lives. What I've noticed after that, and it's only been two and a half weeks, so I have only this much noticing to share with you, is that... Every day is different. Some days I feel sad and tearful. Other days I feel joyous and buoyant. Some days I feel kind of neutral. And other days I'm thankful for the structure of my, um, my daily life so that I can just, you know, lean into that and let it carry me through. Uh, some days I forget that she's gone. Other days I wallow in that she's gone. And, um, of course, I've been also spending a lot of time with um, with my family members who are all having their own experience of this loss, the grief, the sadness, the disappointment, um, uh, the feeling of uh, wondering, did we do enough? Is there more that we could have done? And, and what I continue to return to over and over again is, it is enough. We are enough. Um, there is enough. And whatever is present here now is welcome 
and fine, whatever it is. So one morning, my kids were playing a, a song, um, a, a sad song, and I heard the song, the words of the song, and it made me cry. And they, my my boys are so sweet; they always worry about me when I'm when I'm sad, and they say they don't like it when I cry. And I guess nobody likes it when their mom cries. But I keep telling them, it's okay, boys, I'm actually moved, I'm touched, that's why I'm crying. So on that particular day, I cried at the song, and then we heard another song in the car that made me sad, made me think of a song that my grandma liked, and I cried some more, and I said, I think today's the crying day, and maybe there'll be other crying days, but that day was definitely a tearful day for me. And so what I'm noticing is that including everything is bringing me a lot of peace, and what I don't mean is that I'm over it and I can move on and, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm done with the grieving. No, what I mean by peace is um, equanimity, some sort of um, rootedness in the knowledge that all of these things that happen in life can come. And I was using this metaphor with a, um, a coaching client earlier today. I th- think of a tree. Let's actually think of a tree for a minute with a thick tree trunk, um, but a big tall tree with lots of leaves. The wind comes, the storm comes, these branches and leaves, they get blown around. Sometimes leaves fall off. Sometimes boughs break. Uh, but, um, but the tree remains rooted in the ground for the most part. It stays standing. It, um, short of you know a, a terrific um, uh, weather event, the tree remains in the ground even in the midst of all this storm. Its trunk is still solid, still rooted. And that's the equanimity or peace that I'm speaking of is the ability to stand rooted and grounded and still get swept around, still have storms come and go and bad things happen, good things happen. There are ups and downs of life, but I can, but I can feel peaceful in the midst of it all. And it means feeling everything. It doesn't mean pretending that it's not happening. Those branches and leaves they are feeling the, the being whipped around by the wind. They're feeling the rain on them. They're feeling the snow or the ice or the hot, the heat, scorching heat of the sun. Feeling everything, including everything, not shying away from any of it, being willing to share it all, um, has brought peace, equanimity, groundedness, and safety. And a feeling of it's okay to be who you are at any given moment. I continue to step into this and I know that there is more for me to harvest, but it felt important to share it with you. And in fact, there's nothing else I could have talked about today than this. So I want to thank you for being willing to listen, for being willing to let my story um, wash over you and perhaps inspire your own questions of what would it be, your own exploration of what it would be like if you were able to accept and include everything. And let's be in this journey together. I'm not saying I'm perfect at this. I'm just saying I, I was graced with the opportunity to practice, to practice including everything. And what I found in that opportunity was that to my surprise, it made me feel more powerful, more empowered, more strong, more centered. And I think that it had, I think that my presence had that impact on those around me at that time as well. So what would be possible for you? I will let you let that simmer in the pot between now and next week. 
What would be possible for you if you could accept and include it all? What would be possible at work, at home, in your communities, at school, in your life, with your spouse, with your kids? Just noodle on that. And let's check in. If you feel like talking with me about that, send me an email at shamin, S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N, at anjaliliadership.com. That's A-N-J-A-L-I, leadership.com. Until then, I will say goodbye, and I will look forward to the next time that we are together. Thanks so much for listening, and have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for joining us today for Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Shamin Sadiq will be back next Monday with another extraordinary guest at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll come back as well. Have a terrific week. And remember, you are not alone. 